2011. I'm your host, David Tanner, and we are very happy that you joined us today on Main Menu. We always like to have new people join us. If you know of other people that should be listening to Main Menu or you think might enjoy listening to Main Menu, we would encourage you to tell your friends and acquaintances about us and so that they can join us also. We do have a very full evening of presentations for you today on Main Menu, and so we will be getting into that right away. I do want to mention to you just very quickly, if you didn't know it, we do have a Twitter page, and we would very much like for you to come and visit us on our Twitter page and become a follower of ours on the Twitter page. You can reach us at www.twitter.com slash mainmenu, and come on by, say hello. Join us as a follower, and we will be enjoying seeing your comments and any suggestions you might have or questions that you might have that we can answer for you. Let's get right on into looking at what we're going to be covering this evening. We're going to start out with a small promo about how you, too, can become a presenter on Main Menu. You can submit a presentation for us to air on Main Menu if you have something that you think would be of interest to other listeners to Main Menu. So take a listen to that, and if you've got something that you think you could contribute to us, get a hold of us, and we will be glad to give you a chance to... Make your presentation on Main Menu. Then Chase Crispin, our executive producer, gives us our tech update for the week. And that will be followed by David Woodbridge from Vision Australia talking about how to use the calculator with voiceover on the Mac. And then Tim Cummings will talk to us about the CAD C195 microphone and give us a review of that. And then we grind it up with Chase Crispin with the fourth part of his review of the Bookwork Plus and the features of Wi-Fi on the Bookwork Plus. And that's all this evening on Main Menu. Hi, I'm Chase Crispin, the executive producer of Main Menu. I'm here today to invite you, the listener, to submit to Main Menu. Do you have an accessible game, appliance, piece of software, hardware device, or anything else that you would like to demo that you have not heard about here on Main Menu? If so, are you interested in submitting a review of this product to Main Menu? If so, please first email mainmenu at acbradio.org. In that email, make sure to tell us what you would like to cover for Main Menu. If this is a topic that we are interested in and has not been recently covered, we will be glad to have you submit this piece to the show. Begin to record your piece by eliminating all background noise, including TVs, radios, other people talking, loud fans, etc. If applicable, turn down the speech rate on the device that you are demoing. Once you have recorded your file, it is recommended that you edit the submission. If you can save your file in MP3 format, please encode your file at 128 kbps, 44.1 kHz, stereo. If you must use another format, 
bit rate or sampling rate, we can take care of the conversion for you. However, we recommend that you get your submission to us in the format previously mentioned. It is also recommended that you edit your piece. This may include editing out long pauses, mistakes, a lot of ums, or other fumble words. If you are not able to edit your piece but you feel it needs edited, please email us at mainmenu at acbradio.org and someone on the Main Menu production team can edit your submission for you. You can also contact the production team by visiting mainmenu.acbradio.org and clicking on the staff directory link. Once you have your file ready, please contact us at the email address previously mentioned and we will let you know how to get your submission to us, and we will also let you know when it will be able to be aired on the show. We appreciate your continued interest and support in ACB Radio's main menu, and we look forward to hearing you on the show. Welcome to Tech Update, a technology news segment heard on ACB Radio's Main Menu and Accessible Worlds Tech Talk. Hello, Main Menu and Tech Talk. This is Chase Crispin with the Tech Update for the week of October 31st, 2011, Halloween. I am sounding much better this week, and also we have quite a bit of news this week. I did run across a few small releases of various apps and small updates, and unfortunately, due to time constraints, I'm not going to be able to fit those in here because we do have quite a bit of more major announcements for Tech Update this week. First is the announcement of the firmware version 2.1.7 for the NLS Digital Talking Book Player, both the standard and the advanced ones on the National Library Service in the United States. Anyone who has one of these NLS machines can upgrade to version 2.1.7. This new upgrade sorts your books alphabetically if you have more than one on your flash drive or cartridge. It also turns off a mode called USB suspend for the side USB port on the player. So if you insert a flash drive, more should work because more power is given to the port. Unfortunately, this mode makes the battery have a shorter time. However, with the flash drive, you still should get about 19 hours out of your battery. But note that upgrading to this will shorten your battery life just a little bit when you have a flash drive plugged into the side USB port. With this USB suspend option turned off, people are also reporting that card readers with SD cards in them are working in the NLS player. To learn more, you can log into BARD at nlsbar.loc.gov, there's information there, or you can visit a website created by and for members of BARD and NLS at bardtalk.com, B-A-R-D-T-A-L-K.com, which contains information about upgrading the NLS player. Freedom Scientific has once again lowered their prices of their Pacmate note takers. Prices on all of the Pacmate models, both QX and BX models, have been lowered quite significantly. I'm not going to go into the exact price reductions here because each model is different. Some of you might recall that about a year or so ago, Freedom Scientific significantly lowered the prices of the, prices of the Pacmates, and they have done so again. The Freedom Scientific claims that the prices of the Pacmates, all models, is now lower than comparable competitive note takers. If you'd like to learn more about the specific prices of the Pacmates, you can visit freedomscientific.com. Note that the Pacmate hardware and software has not been updated. There is a price reduction, but this does not mean there is any new features or a new model or anything. Again, this is just a price reduction. Nuance has upgraded the Tox accessibility suite for Symbian phones to Tox and Zoom's version 5.22. 
Talks and Zoom's version 5.22 improves support for third edition Symbian handsets running the Symbian Ana operating system and fixes a lot of bugs with the email client and the web browser in newer versions of Symbian phones. If your phone is eligible to upgrade to Symbian Ana, you can install Talks and Zoom's version 5.22 and then it is recommended that you upgrade to Symbian Ana. Talks and Zoom's version 5.22 is a free upgrade to all Talks licenses generated after November of 2007. So if you're running a pretty current version of Talks, you can upgrade to Talks and Zoom's version 5.22 for free. If you'd like to learn more about this or purchase Talks and activate it at any time of the day, you can visit talknav.com, T-A-L-K-N-A-V.com. Note that even though Talks for Symbian has been updated, there is not an update to Talks for Windows Mobile. While Talks for Symbian and Mobile Speaker no longer the only options for those of you using Symbian phone, Nokia has announced a partnership with Code Factory makers of MobileSpeak to make an official Nokia screen reader. In the press release, is mentioned that this new screen reader works with phone, texting, call log, web browser, and calendar. There's no mention of anything else, but we can kind of assume that it works with other things based on what it already works with. It is not mentioned how this differs from Code Factory's mobile speed product, but you can get this from the Symbian store as well as several other accessibility apps. The Nokia screen reader is already available in many languages and will be available to more handsets by the end of the year. To learn more, you should be able to find out about this in the Nokia store or at nokianokia.com. The final item that I'm going to get in tech update this week is that a very well-known assistive technology trainer, Kathy Ann Murtha, is now offering some of her well-known textbooks about using Windows with screen readers for free. You can visit her website at www.blindtraining.com, just as it sounds, all one word, blindtraining.com, to get these books for free at no cost at this time. As I said, there are items that I found for Tech Update, but unfortunately this is about the maximum length I can go for Tech Update. There are many other resources for finding tech news, but this should give you an idea of the major technology news of the week. With that, this concludes the Tech Update for Main Menu and Tech Talk for the week of October 31st, 2011. I'm Chase Chrisman. Thank you for listening to this week's Tech Update. If you have suggestions for next week's Tech Update, please email chase at acbradio.org. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. In this demonstration, I want to show you how to use the inbuilt calculator in Mac OS with VoiceOver. I've currently got my MacBook turned on. VoiceOver is running. And let's get to the applications folder on the Mac by first going to the desktop with Shift VOD remembering that the VO keys are the control and option keys held down together. So shift VOD desktop DAVID and I want to get to my applications folder so the Mac command to do that is shift command A applications now in window applications and because I know the name of the application I want I don't have to interact with the list of applications we can just type in CAL for calculator calculator.app Monday and command O to open it. Open calculator window calculator. Now two things to make sure of when you first start using the calculator and once you've set these they'll stay set is to turn speak press buttons on and speak result on as well. So let's go to the menu bar with VOM menu bar Apple VO right arrow until we get to speech calculator file edit view convert speech Let's pull it down with VR down arrow. 
Speech menu, two items. Turn the VI down again. Speak button pressed. Let's select that by doing VI spacebar. Speech enabled, closing menu. Let's go back to the menu and select the other one, which is the speak results. So VOM for menu. Menu bar, Apple. VO writer to get the speech. Calculator, file, edit, view, convert, speech. VO down arrow until we get to speak results. Speech menu, two items, check mark, speak button pressed. As you can tell, it's checked again. Speak result. And let's VO spacebar to select that one. Speak result checked. Now I'm actually using at the moment a full-size Apple keyboard and if you are using the numeric keypad for voiceover commands you need to turn the numpad command off which on a full-size keyboard is actually holding down the numlock or clear key on the numeric keypad and basically that is on the top left hand side going straight down the second key down. So if I hold VO keys down and press numpad clear. Numpad commander on. That turns it on. And I'll do it again. Numpad commander off. That turns it off. Because leaving it on, anytime I press the numeric keypad, it would actually try and do voiceover commands if I had the numpad commander left on with voiceover. Okay, so now we're ready to go. So basically, any key that I type now on the numeric keypad will speak because we've turned that on in the menus and the result will also speak. So for those people that don't want to use voiceover, this is a great way of actually getting a talking calculator without actually having to use voiceover. So let's just do a simple calculation. Let's just do four, four plus, plus four, four. And I'm hitting the enter key on the bottom right hand side of the numeric keypad. Equals eight. Okay, let's clear that by pressing the numlock clear key again. Clear. Okay, let's try a good old favourite. One, zero, zero, divided by three, equals Okay, I always love doing that for some odd reason. Let's clear it again. Clear. And let's do, say, five, two. Five, two. Minus. Minus. Four, five. And then equals. Equals seven. Let's clear it again. Clear. And let's do a times. So let's do five, five, five decimal point eight. Eight times. Times. Four, four. Decimal. Four, four. And then equals. Equals 2479.752. Okay, so really that's how easy it is to use the calculator with voiceover on the full size keyboard. If you don't have a full-size keyboard and you've got a small laptop keyboard, you can still use the calculator, although you won't have access to the numeric keypad. So I've actually got my little wireless Bluetooth now in my hand, and we're going to do the same thing. So in this time, what I'm going to do, though, is rather than using numlock clear to clear the keyboard, I'm just going to press escape. Clear. So I'm going to use the numbers at the top row of the keyboard plus the basic numeric functions on the keyboard as well. So let's do four, four times, which is shift eight for star. Times. Four. Four. And press enter key. Equals 16. And let's clear it again with the escape key. Clear. So let's do divide. So let's do nine, nine. divided by, which is your slash key to the left of your right shift key. Divided by. Three. 
3. Equals? Equals 3. Okay, escape again and clear it. Clear. Let's do minus. So, 2, 5. Two, five. Minus and minus being the second key to the left of your backspace key. Minus. And then 4. four. Equals 21. Clear again with the escape key. Clear. And let's do plus. So let's do 4. four. And it's the actual equals key. Equals 4. If I press that now, it's a equals, and we press clear. escape. So it's four. 4. And then we actually shift the equals key. So I hold down the shift key and press equals key, and we get plus. Plus. And then 4. 4 equals 8. And that's it. That's how easy it is to use the calculator on the small size keyboard. My Bluetooth wireless keyboard is basically the same layout as the MacBook keyboard. So you press escape. Clear. Let's quit the calculator by doing Command Q. Finder, Window, Applications. That completes this demonstration. If you have any other questions about Apple accessibility, please contact the Adaptive Technology Help Desk at Vision Australia on 1300 847 466. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. Hi, Main Menu listeners. This is Tim Cummings, and welcome to another microphone demonstration slash review here on Main Menu. Today I'm going to be speaking about the CAD C195 condenser microphone. That's the microphone that I'm using right at this moment, and I really like this microphone. I just purchased it recently, and I'm very happy with it. First of all, let me give you the basic specifications for all the audio files out there. The polar pattern of this microphone is a cardioid pattern, which means that the best way to use it is being directly in front of it. That's where it picks up the sounds the best. Um, it has rejection off the sides and the back, so the best way to use this mic is to be directly in front of it. So it's a cardioid pattern. It's a condenser microphone, and the frequency response is 55 hertz to 20,000 hertz. The sensitivity is minus 35 dB, so it's a pretty sensitive microphone. The impedance is 500 ohms. The maximum sound pressure level, meaning the, the loudest sound that it will record, is 132 decibels. And the self-noise, meaning the, the noise that the mic generates itself, is 20 dB. So there is a little bit of self-noise, but it's not bad. And this microphone runs off of phantom power, so you either have to use a mixer or a mic preamp or a phantom power supply in order to power it. So you can't just run it directly into a recorder. I'm running it uh, into my Adderall R1 through my Mackie uh, 802 VLZ3 mixer. I really like this mic for a couple of reasons. One is, I mentioned that the frequency response is, is 55 hertz to 20,000 hertz, but it's very flat. The frequency response on this microphone is very, very flat. Some microphones that you will purchase, you'll find there's a lot of boost in one area or the other, and this microphone is very flat. So, I mean, if you do get I'm about three inches away from it. If I do get a little bit closer to it, you'll notice a little more of the proximity effect, meaning that the bass response does go up a little bit. It's very flat response. It's very even response if you plotted the frequency response on a graph, and it's very nice in that sense. It doesn't accentuate any particular part of the voice, so it's a very natural-sounding microphone. And I've had other microphones that I've used where I just haven't liked the way they've sounded with my voice. They've either been too bassy or too boomy or... And this microphone is very nice in that regard. Another thing I like about this mic, it's about six inches long. And it's got a very nice glossy uh, feel to it. And it's got a very sturdy grill. If you unscrew the top of the mic and you look inside, there is an actual windscreen, an actual cloth windscreen inside the microphone, which goes over the capsule. So it's got its own built-in windscreen. Now I do have an extra wind 
sunscreen on this mic as well that I, I purchased to put on it. And if you look at the literature on this mic, one thing that they talk about is the INR technology, Impact Noise Rejection System, which is very interesting. It's basically a built-in shock mount. If you, if you unscrew the top of this microphone and you look at the capsule inside, you'll see radiating out from the capsule are three rubber bands. And each one of these rubber bands slides over a rod, which is built into the barrel of the microphone. And basically what this does is it totally isolates the capsule of the microphone, the microphone capsule, from the barrel so that there's no movement of the capsule. And what this does is there's very little handling noise with this microphone. If you if you move this microphone around while you're holding it, or if you inadvertently touch the cable that plugs into the microphone, because it has a regular XLR connector, so if you inadvertently touch that, there's not a, lo a lot of noise transmitted through those movements. So you really can use this microphone on a stand without having an external shock mount to use. So it's very good at, at re reducing handling noise, and it's a special feature that they've put into this microphone, and, it, and it's very nice. So I'm very, very pleased with it. Uh, it. I think it would be great for people who are either podcasting or, you know, recording voice, recording instruments. Like I said, it does have a nice uh, pickup pattern, and the frequency response, I really love the frequency response because it is so flat. I purchased it from Amazon.com. Uh, actually, they were selling it for uh, $50. Other places, I've seen it for $100, and they've got some other places on their site where you can purchase it for about $100. It's a very, very nice all-around microphone to use, and you can also get it from places like fullcompass.com. I would uh, definitely give a thumbs up to this microphone. Again, it's the CAD C195, cardioid condenser microphone. That's C-A-D for CAD. And for Main Menu, I'm Tim Cummings. Main Menu. Hello everyone, I'm Chase Crispin, welcoming you to part 4 of my Bookport Plus audio tutorial. In previous parts of this audio tutorial, we have discussed basic features of the Bookport Plus, transferring content to the Bookport Plus, and using your Bookport Plus as a note taker. If you would like to listen to previous segments of the Bookport Plus audio tutorial, you can find all of them on my website at www.blindmobiletech.com. That's www.blindmobiletech.com. In this fourth part of the Bookport Plus audio tutorial, we will be focusing on the new features in Bookport Plus firmware version 5.0 and Book Transfer software version 2.0. This new version of firmware and software was released several months ago, in June 2011. Although the release has been out for quite a while, Many people still have questions about some of the new features in this firmware. The purpose of this audio tutorial is to assist you in using the Wi-Fi features of your Bookport Plus. In this tutorial, we will not be focusing on all the new features of this new version of Bookport Plus firmware and book transfer software. With the release of version 5.0 firmware and software version 2.0, it's possible to read new file types. There are some bug fixes and there is a new guide voice it is the NLS narrator Teresa Konkin. There are many other enhancements, but the most major of these new features is the capability to use the Wi-Fi chip in your Bookport Plus to send files wirelessly, to listen to internet radio on your Bookport Plus, and to subscribe to, download, and listen to podcasts wirelessly on your Bookport Plus. In order to take advantage of these new features, you must be running firmware version 5.0 on your Bookport Plus and book transfer software version 2.0 on your computer. 
If you are not running the latest version of both Bookport Plus firmware and software, you can open Book Transfer on your PC, go to the Options dialog, and press the Software and Firmware Update buttons. If you do not have Book Transfer installed, you may visit www.aph.org tech. On that page, you can download the Bookport Plus firmware, Book Transfer software, and see a list of what's new in this version of the Bookport Plus firmware and Book Transfer software, as well as read the user guide. The Bookport Plus and its sister product, the PlexTalk Pocket PTP1 running on the same hardware, are the only specialized DTB players at this time that are capable of using a Wi-Fi network. This does not make the Bookport Plus more complex, but it does add more features. If you are uncomfortable using Wi-Fi features, you are worried about this making your Bookport Plus or PlexTalk Pocket more complex, or you have no desire to use these features, you don't need to use them. You can only use these features by turning on wireless in the system menu, which we will get to later in this tutorial. If you choose to not use the wireless functions of your device, it will operate as it always has. You'll be able to listen to books, music, take notes, record, and much more, but you won't need to use the wireless features. All Bookport Pluses ever manufactured come with an 802.11BG wireless chip. This makes it compatible with connecting to the majority of wireless networks. All you need to do to enable this functionality is to update to the latest version of firmware and software previously described. In this tutorial, I will be using a Windows XP desktop running JAWS for Windows version 12.0. I will be using a Bookport Plus with firmware version 5.0. If you are using a Macintosh PC, there is a version of the book transfer software available to you, but that will not be demonstrated in this recording. More information is available at www.aph.org slash tech. www.a, p as in people, h dot org slash t-e-c-h under the Bookport Plus link. Parts of this tutorial are taken from a presentation I gave live online several months ago when this software was new. Due to the nature of the live presentation, there are some small audio artifacts in this recording. I have edited this recording to make it as good as possible, please ignore some small audio clips and other noise. Now that I've got the preliminary content out of the way, Let's start with our Bookport Plus audio tutorial about using wireless on your device. I've got my Bookport Plus here and I'm going to go ahead and wake it up. The Bookport Plus is usually turned on, so all you have to do to wake it up is press any key. If you press a key, you'll hear 1.24pm. You will hear the guide voice. And now notice that it just woke up pretty much instantly. And you can leave this in this state for long periods of time. It's on, but it's in a sleep mode, so it is preserving the battery. Now the first thing we need to do in order to demonstrate all the Wi-Fi features built into the Bookport Plus is to turn on the wireless radio. So let's press the menu key, which is the top right button right below the power button. Menu. Edit. Use right or left arrow to choose item. Press down arrow to select or up arrow to cancel. And now you don't have to hear all those prompts. You could have just arrowed and got to what you want. I want to go to system settings, so I'll just press the left arrow one time. System. Down arrow. Enter. System properties. And we'll left arrow. Restore factory defaults. I don't want to restore the factory defaults, so I'll go left again. Delete I don't want to delete authorizations. But I do want network settings, so I'll press down arrow. Enter. Network information. And that will just tell us 
about the networks that are available or the network we're connected to. I'll write arrow. Enable or disable wireless networking. Enable or disable wireless networking. Now this is what we want because by default, when you upgrade, your Wi-Fi will be turned off. So let's down arrow here. Enter. Disable. It's on disable. If we right arrow, enable. we're at enable. We'll down arrow. Enter. Set. And it says set. Now we are out of the menus now, so we must get back into the menu. So I'll press menu. menu. Left arrow. System. Down arrow. Left arrow, left arrow, left arrow, down, and now we're in network settings. But now let's arrow right. Enable or disable wireless networking. Wireless network. Wireless network. This will allow us to choose the network that we want to connect to. So I'll press down arrow. Enter. Available wireless networks. And I'll choose that. Enter. And that noise means it's searching for any wireless networks that are around me. And this is another place. This is another place where you could have just down arrowed right away and you don't have to listen to all that information. So I'll go ahead and down arrow. You can choose no security. WEP. WAPSK TKIP. WPAPSKAES. Or WPA2. My network is the second WPA option, so I'll press left arrow because we're on WPA2 right now. And that's what my network is, small down arrow. And now it wants me to enter the password, and I'm going to do that, but I'm going to go ahead and pause this recording as I do that. I have the password typed in now, so I'll press down arrow to go to the next option and set that. Enter. Set. Stealth mode. Off. And I, my network is not hidden. Some networks you can't see until you type in all the information. But my network is public, meaning everybody can see it. And the default option for stealth mode is off, and that is correct. So I, all I need to do is press down arrow. Enter. Off. DHCP setting. Enable. And I'm going to leave that at enabled. Enter. Setting. And I don't have a proxy server, so I will choose disable, which is what it's already on, so I'll press down arrow. Enter. Disable. Set. Connecting to. And now it's connecting. And it will go ahead and spell it out for us. That noise means it's waiting and it's connecting. And now we heard connecting. And it's telling us what network it connected to. Now, the first thing you probably want to do is to get rid of those USB cables and just send your files wirelessly. So, let's go ahead and learn how to do that. With the new version of Bookport Plus firmware, as I've said already, comes a new version of Book Transfer. The new version looks quite a bit different. It's pretty self-explanatory and you should be able to figure it out fairly easy. In this tutorial, I'll be demonstrating the parts of book transfer necessary for what we're talking about now, which is the wireless features of Bookport Plus and Book Transfer. Based on this, you should be able to figure out the rest of Book Transfer. If you are having trouble with Book Transfer or you would like a complete tutorial on Book Transfer version 2.0, 
please contact me with the contact information given at the end of this tutorial, and I would be happy to produce another tutorial about how to operate Book Transfer version 2.0. I am going to go to my Windows desktop by pressing Windows key with D, as in desktop. List view book transfer, 325. And it's already on Book Transfer, so I'll press Enter. Book Transfer, Source Folder, Extended Select List Box, Zero Items. And now that Book Transfer's open, it's asking us for a source folder, which nothing shows up because it doesn't have a Bookport Plus connected to show me the folders where I can send stuff. And this is because we need to make the Bookport Plus be available on the wireless network. So to do this, on the Bookport Plus, I'll press the menu key, menu. Edit. Use right or left system. arrow, Enter. and I'll go back to network, network settings. settings. Enter. However, I'll keep right arrowing this time, past wireless network, to network folder, which is, means the folder used to send files over the network. So I'll press down arrow. Enter network folder. You are about to change the network folder. And it's telling us what the folder is currently called. It's telling me there's no password on this. By default, your network folder name is going to be BPP for Bookport Plus dash and the last four digits of your serial number. However, this is kind of hard to memorize, so for me, I'd like to change it. So it asked me if I was sure I wanted to change it, and I will press down arrow to say yes. Enter network folder name. And I'm going to right arrow. I'm already at the end, so I'll press the star key to backspace. And this is a thumbrail command, and I'm not going to go into thumbrail here, but that is what also what I used to enter my network password earlier. And thumbrail is one of the multiple options of entry. You can also text in by pressing keys multiple times for each letter like you would on a cell phone with just a numeric keypad. But again, I'm not going to describe thumbrail in detail here to save time. Information about Thumbrail is available in Bookport Plus Audio Tutorial Part 3, Taking Notes on the Bookport Plus, available from many places, including Blind Cool Tech, my website blindmobiletech.com, and main menu at mainmenu.acbradio.org. And now we have BPP dash left, and I would like to just make the after the dash be chase, so BPP chase. So I'll type C-H-A-S-E, and that's all I want, so I'll press down arrow. Enter network folder name, BPP Chase, capital B, capital P, capital P, dash, C-H-A-S-E. User ID, blank, leave blank for no user ID. And I don't need a specific user ID or password, so I'll just down arrow. No user ID or password, network folder set. Now my network folder has the name that I want it to have. But now we need to put the Bookport Plus in network folder mode, which means so that it can see the computer and the computer can see it so that they can send files back and forth without the need of a USB cable. I'll press the menu key. Menu. System. I don't want to go to system this time, so I'll keep left arrowing media to media management. I'll down arrow. Media and title information. That's not what I want. I'll left network arrow. Folder. And the very last option in the menu, because these menus wrap, that's why I keep pressing left arrow. Is network folder. I'll down arrow. Enter. And now we hear the waiting sound, and it's connecting to the network folder. Connected. Network and, folder name. BPP Chase. And it's telling me the network folder name. Now it's not actually connecting to a folder on my network. It is in a way, but I didn't set up a folder. I just told the Bookport Plus that. 
So what it means is connecting is it's sharing that folder. And then all we need to do now is tell my computer what that folder name is. We are in book transfer, but we need to tell it where the bookport plus is. So we'll press the menu key. Menu bar file. And if we right arrow, new. right arrow again. Network. To network, if we down arrow. Menu, network, menu, device, network, path, dot, dot, dot. And if we choose device, network menu, path, by pressing network, enter. Dialog. The device network path is the name of your bookport plus on the network. Be sure your bookport plus is turned on and is in network folder mode. Leave this field blank to disable this feature. Network path, edit. And I have my bookport plus turned on in a network folder mode. So I'm just going to type in that BPP-chase that I called my bookport plus. Now in Windows, you need to press two backslashes before a network folder name. So I'll type backslash backslash BPP-CHASE followed by another backslash and I'll press enter. Source folder extended select list box zero items. Now, I just stopped my screen reader from talking but you heard a little chirping noise and that's what you usually hear when you plug your bookport plus in via USB. However, that meant that it found my bookport plus on the network. So now we need to go ahead and send content over. I am in the list view like we heard earlier, and I'm going to down arrow. Dropbox folder five slash eight slash. Now we're in the My Documents folder, and there's a whole bunch of folders. But I know that I have an NLS magazine called Smart Computing from NLS Bard in here. So the first thing we need to do is tab over to the content type. This is a new feature in this new version of the book transfer software. So I'll tab. Destination folder at extended select send button. Content type combo box device recording. And it's set and it's set to device recordings. So it's not gonna find anything except if we look at the bookport plus the recordings on it. But I'm an up arrow. Radio stations, podcast feeds manager, music, audible.com books, audio books, podcasts, text files, daisy books. To daisy books and I'll tab. Source folder, edit, see documents and settings, compact owner, my documents, and, source folder, edit, see. And I am in the my documents folder right now, which is correct, so I'll tab again. Smart computing, April 2011, daisy book 5 slash 8 slash 2011, 1.45 p.m. And it automatically found the only daisy book in this folder, which was the smart computing magazine from NLS Bard. So it's automatically pointing at that, so we could tab to the send button and press send, or we could just press enter right here. Smart computing April 20. We heard a noise that meant it started to send, and now we hear the progress tones that tell us the transfer is in progress. And remember, my Bookport Plus is not hooked up. It is sitting over on the other side of my desk, receiving this file over the wireless network. So you, you can just turn on your network folder at any time and start a transfer without worrying about the USB cables. This magazine will take a little bit to transfer. It takes approximately the same amount of time it takes to send over USB. Depending on your network connection, it might be a little more or a little less, but it's roughly pretty close to the same. So it will take just a minute or two to send over. I'm going to pause the recording while the transfer finishes. It's worth mentioning that while this is transferring, we can continue to transfer titles. If I read the current line, we're still in that list view. So if I had other books here or magazines or anything, I could transfer those while this other magazine was already transferring. So you can, you can transfer multiple files at once. You're not limited to waiting for one set of files to transfer until you can start another. And when the transfer finishes, we'll hear... Extended. You will hear a chime noise, and your screen reader will probably start talking just like mine did. And that means that that magazine or that book or whatever you sent over is on your Bookport Plus.
if you would like to send files wirelessly to your BookPort Plus, but you don't have Book Transfer and you don't want to use it, or you're on another computer and you don't want to install Book Transfer for that one time, it's pretty easy to do this without Book Transfer, but still send content wirelessly. To do this, you can press Windows plus R to get to the Run dialog. Run dialog. Type. And I pressed Control to silence my synthesizer. And you could type in that same path that we typed into Book Transfer earlier, the backslash, backslash, and then your name, your book port plus, followed by backslash, and get to it. So if I typed in the run dialog right here, with Book Transfer closed, backslash, backslash, bpp dash chase, backslash, and press enter. And we wait just a second for it to find it. BPP chase, BPP chase, folder view, list view, not selected, SD memory, one of one. There's a folder called SD memory, SD memory, and I'll press enter. Folder view, list view, not selected, audible, one of 23. And we have all the folders that are on my SD card. And you could do a normal Windows Explorer, cut and paste, right over to the Bookport Plus. This way, instead of using Book Transfer. So if you would like to take the Bookport Plus out of network mode and begin using it, you would press the up arrow key and it would exit network folder mode. However, I want to keep it in network folder mode. The next thing that I would like to talk about tonight is how to send online radio stations and get those files onto the Bookport Plus so you can stream your online radio stations and listen to them whenever. This is a fairly simple process. You can either, if you have the M3U or the PLS file for that radio station on your computer, you can just transfer those over. And I'll show you how to do that now. And then a shift tab back to that combo box we were looking at earlier. Source folder, a content type. Combo to the content box, type. Books, one of ten. But instead of choosing Daisy Books, you would down arrow to Text files, podcasts, audio books, audible.com books, music, podcast feed manager, radio stations. To radio stations, and then you would tab and find the file you want and press enter, and it would send over very quickly because those are fairly small files. However, you can do it another way, and that's when you go to listen to a radio station online on your PC. You can click on the link to listen, and then press your context key or right-click, choose properties, and copy the URL, and just highlight it and press Control-C to copy. And that is assuming you are using Internet Explorer. If you're using a different browser, you'll be responsible for knowing how to do that on your own. I have a URL here for a radio station called The Legend that I'm sure many of us are familiar with that I would like to send over to my Bookport Plus. So, being as I don't have the file for the station on my computer, but I have the link to it, I don't want to browse for it. I want to press the Alt key to get to the menu. Menu bar, file. We're on file, so down arrow. Menu, file menu, view unavailable. Delete unavailable, new folder unavailable, new podcast feed, new radio station. To new radio station and press enter. Menu bar. Leaving menus, new radio station, dialogue, title, edit. And on title, I'm going to type in The Legend. And you don't have to call it the same name as the radio station. You can type in whatever you like there. I'll make sure I type this right. Title, edit, The Legend. URL, edit. I tabbed now. We're to the URL box. Like I said, I copied the URL for The Legend earlier, so I'll press Control plus V. Paste it. To paste it. And now I'll read that line. URL edit slash listen dot ultra streams dot us ninety six sixty slash listen dot pls. And that is okay. So I'm gonna go ahead and tab. Okay, but to okay and press enter. Content type combo box radio station eight oh ten. And now that is a radio station over on my Bookport Plus, and I will show you how to listen to those in just a minute. The final thing I'd like to show you how to do is to get podcasts onto the Bookport Plus. And I'm not going to actually add a feed because I have several already set up on my Bookport Plus. But if you would like to add a feed, you would go to 
the menu, menu bar, file, down menu, arrow, file, menu, new, new radio station. just like we did to new radio station, but one above it is new podcast feed. New podcast feed. You'd press enter. Menu bar, leaving menus, new podcast feed, dialogue, enter URL, edit. And you would type in the URL there for the podcast, and the next button would be OK. You'd press that, and you would have that as an option. Huh. I pressed escape to close that. However, if you would like to do that a different way, you could just, if you have an OPML file, which for us techies, we know that that is a file with a whole bunch of podcasts inside of it. If you have an OPML file, you could, in the content type combo box, choose Podcast Feed Manager and find that OPML file. Press Enter to send it, and it would be over there on the Bookport Plus. And everything we did here can also be done in Windows Explorer. Just like I showed you how you could transfer files through Windows Explorer earlier, you could just copy and paste your OPML file right into the podcast folder that's already created for you over on the Bookport Plus, just using Windows Explorer or Finder on the Mac. You don't have to use the book transfer software for this. For radio stations, you can also copy the M3U file or the PLS file using Finder or Windows Explorer right over to the Bookport Plus. However, if you want to enter a podcast or a radio station URL, you do need to have book transfer to do that. However, it is pretty easy to use, and it's a small piece of software, so I recommend that you use it. So, let's go ahead and take my Bookport Plus out of network folder mode, and that's what I told you how to do earlier. I'll press the up arrow. Disconnect network folder. Are you sure? And I am sure, so I'll press the, the select button in the middle of the arrow keys. Enter. Network folder disconnected. SD card. Daisy title. The Battle of the Labyrinth. And we're on my SD card and we hear the books. Now, another new feature in this new beta is called the Recent Titles List, and this will allow us to see the newest things added to our SD card. I'll press the Go To key, which is the key right below the Record key, the second to the top button on the Bookport Plus on the left side. Recent Titles List. Two. Select. Press new it again list. to New Select Titles title. List. Daisy title. One. Smart Computing. April 2011. Publication date. April 2011. Publisher. National Library Service for the Blind and Physically Handicapped, Library of Congress, in the folder. And again, you don't have to hear all that if you don't want to. I could have just pressed the play button to start the book. But you see that that magazine that we sent wirelessly is there. So now that we've looked at the book, the next thing we talked about earlier was the radio stations. So let's press the up arrow. Select if you were in the titles list, you would up arrow and heard select folder, and then you would have gotten to select category. But I am in select category now, and I'll press right arrow. Recordings. To recordings, that's not what I want. Text. Nope. Podcast. Nope. Web radio. But I do want web radio, so I'll down arrow. Select title. The legend. And we hear the legend, and that is what we just created. So if I want to start listening to the legend, being that I'm connected to the Wi-Fi network, I can just press enter. We hear that it's starting. It takes just a second. Now my book port plus is turned all the way up, but if we turn it down just a little bit, you hear that it sounds pretty good, and we are listening live to the legend wirelessly on the book port plus. So this is pretty cool. So if I press stop and I press the title key again. Now, you hear that we were on that, because we were looking, remember how we were looking at the recent titles list earlier? 
and it knew we were looking at recent titles. So it was showing us that was that the legend was the most recently added title in web radio. If I left Eros to get to web radio nine to the global voice, we could start playing that. And again, it takes just a second. And I'm not quite sure what this is, but apparently this is on the Global Voice live right now. So if we press the title key, left arrow, then we keep left arrowing. Mushroom FM, if we left arrow again. Blind Mobile Tech Radio. This is my radio stream, which I do technology demos on live. But th this is a good example of how something might not always work. I have a stream that's only live when I'm live broadcasting something, which I'm not right now. So I'm going to press enter. And let's see what happens if we play a stream. We just hear that that URL is not available because that server is down. There's nothing playing. So your Bookport Plus will not crash. Nothing bad will happen if something's not playing on that stream. So, you can see that it's pretty easy to play any web radio station that you've sent over. And if you don't want to add all these by hand, there is on the Bookport Plus list a user who has generously put together a very large zip folder of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of radio streams that you can send over to your Bookport Plus and listen to. But I do not happen to have that link handy right now, but you can send over as you want or you can just use the folder that others have created. But however you do it, it's pretty easy to play internet radio streams on the Bookport Plus. Another note is if you had a lot of streams and you organized them, like if you had an 80s folder and a 90s folder and a technology folder and a blindness folder, etc., you could navigate by folder by up arrowing. If we do that now, we hear select folder. Select folder. And those are just in the root of my web radio folder. I don't have them organized because I only have 10 streams on here at the moment. But if you'd like to organize them, you could view in the web radio folder just by a specific folder so that you could keep your streams organized and play them very easily. Another note about the Wi-Fi is that if you're not using Wi-Fi, if you're just listening to a daisy book or you're recording, the Wi-Fi chip will know that it's not being used and it will just go to sleep for a while. The Bookport Plus will continue to operate. Your battery will not be going dead faster because the Wi-Fi chip will go to sleep when it's not being used, so you don't even have to worry about getting worse battery life. The last thing I'd like to show you is how to download podcasts and how to play podcasts. So up arrow, Select category. we were in folders, so up arrowing got me to categories, and if I left arrow, to podcast, and we down arrow, and now it wants me to select folder, and we hear that there's a folder called podcast with 17 feeds. In that folder, and we down arrow. And the first thing in there happens to be Accessible World Tech Talk Archives. If we want to choose that, we press the play key on it. No episode list. We hear, episode list. Are you sure? We hear that there is no episodes downloaded for Accessible World Tech Talk Archives. However, it asks me if I would like to update the episode list if I'm sure, and I do. So all I have to do is press. The play key, the key in the middle of the arrows, we hear the waiting sound, and that means it's going to the Accessible World website be because I've had this feed set up. 
and it updated the episode list of Tech Talk. Now that we hear that the episode list is updated, if we down arrow, we hear We hear the list of episodes that are in the Tech Talk podcast feed that we can download. So let's find one that we want to download. Two. Accessible World Tech Talk presents Rick Harmon to discuss installing and using Windows. Li- Three. Accessible World Tech Talk presents the newest upgrade with Windows Eyes by GW Micro, April 11, 2011 by Ron Lang, Galagos, support. And that's one that I haven't heard yet, so if I want to hear that, all I have to do is press the play key. Accessible World Tech Talk presents the newest upgrade with Windows Eyes by GW Micro, April 11, 2011 by Raleigh Galagos Support. This episode has not been downloaded. Would you like to download it? And I would like to download it, so if I just press the, that same Download button in the started. middle of the arrows, it's now downloading. And that's all we have to do. As soon as it downloads, we'll just be able to press play, and it will begin to play, and we'll be able to navigate through it and speed it up and slow it down and... All that good stuff. So I'm not actually going to show you how to do that because that doesn't really relate to the presentation. However, I did just want to show you how easy it was to get podcast feeds set up and then how easy it was to download podcasts and play them once they are downloaded. And I think you should, even though I have to hurry and get through this because I have a limited time, have a fairly good idea of how it works. The one final thing I'd like to show you is by going to the menu and choosing podcast Enter. by Don Airway. Update episode list. Download all episodes in this feed. Update episode. We could update this episode download list this or download every episode. And I just canceled out of the menu. We could choose to download all the podcasts that we saw. All those podcasts in the accessible world feed. And you could do that to any feed just by navigating, which you can do by pressing the title key to get back to the podcast folder. Accessible World Dash Tech Talk Archives. We write arrow. Four. Accessible World Tech Talk presents the new Cobra Reader. Select title. Accessible World Dash Tech Talk Archives. Three. Vids Tech Talk. Four. Line Cool Tech. Five. Buzz Out Loud MP3. And we can keep on going and down arrow to those and download podcasts there and update those episode lists. And they all basically work the same. It's a very consistent interface and very easy to use. The only note that I would have is to be very careful, because if you download a lot, a lot of podcasts, and you like you saw, there were several in just that one feed alone. So if you download podcasts and you only have like a two gig SD card, you already have stuff on it. It's going to fill up very, very quick. So I recommend that you download only what you want to hear, or you have a separate SD card for podcasts or you have some way of managing what's on your SD card at once, so that you can download the podcasts and books and record and do everything you want and get what you want to hear, but also have enough room and not fill up your SD cards and having to spend a whole bunch of money to buy more. And the nice thing about this is because you can point at one episode and delete it just like you would a normal file. And again, I'm not going to get into that here because it doesn't really relate to the new features. But you can find out about that in the Bookport Plus User's Manual at www.aph.org tech, as I mentioned earlier. These features of Bookport Plus are really exciting. I really enjoy using them, and it kind of helps to have 
my book reader, and my podcast player all in one device. If you have any questions about anything I covered in this part of the Bookport Plus audio tutorial, you can contact me. You can find all of my contact information on my website at www.blindmobiletech.com B-L-I-N-D-M-O-B-I-L-E-T-E-C-H dot C-O-M. I hope this tutorial is relevant to you. As I said, this was a recording from a live presentation I did online, so there were some things from the live presentation that made it in here, a few clicks and bumps and little errors. I hope I got, got most of them out. Most of it should be relevant. I think I have this pretty much cleaned up to a good uh, format for radio and podcasts. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or anything, again, please don't hesitate to contact me. With that, I'm Chase Crispin, wrapping up part four of the Bookport Plus audio tutorial. That's going to about do it for Main Menu for this week. We're glad you stopped by and hope to see you again next week. Remember that uh, during the week coming up, if you would like to get in touch with us, make a suggestion about a program that we could air in the future, or join the Main Menu mailing list, or subscribe to our podcast, stop by to see us at mainmenu.acbradio.org. Leave a suggestion, listen to one of our programs from the past, or any of the many other things that you can do on our website. You have a good week, and we'll see you soon.